Welcome to the Coffee Kids and Crazy Podcast, a show about creating heart-to-heart connection with your kids. Your podcast hosts, Brittany Serple and Seth Dahl, are here to answer your biggest parenting questions so that you can become a powerful parent. So get ready for Breakthrough as I welcome your hosts, Brittany and Seth. Welcome back to Coffee Kids and Crazy. We're here with another episode. This time we're going to be talking about siblings, Mm -hmm. children in the same house. They love it when we talk about their kids fighting. Yeah, they do. They really love it. And so we have a great meme for this one. Um, I gotta find it. I know you gotta find it. I'm it's a great meme. <laughs> Do you have it? I'm, I could. Let me see. It's so we have so many memes. We that do we have so can't many even memes. Oh, here it is. I found it. You got it. I did. We we are trying to strategically place our memes. That's the big thing. Is that we are trying to make sure that we find the best meme. Yep. For. What it is we're talking about, and which is siblings. Since so. we're talking about siblings, and usually it has to do with, with rivalry fighting. and mm-hmm. fighting and figuring out how to get along, we have this beautiful, yes. wonderful. All right, you ready? It says, my daughter's lip is bleeding. None of her sisters know what happened. Well, at least they know the first rule of Fight Club. That's it. This is this is the You don't talk the, about... No, nothing to see here. Yep. Nothing to nothing see here. At all. Just keep walking. We have no idea how that lip got bleeding. No one will confess, and we'll just keep it a secret. Yeah. Has that ever happened in your house? Um, Probably when I was a kid, personally. There were many times. Would you beat your brothers up and then I, act like you didn't know what happened? Poor Taylor was locked in the pantry so many times. You locked him in there? Oh, yeah. Okay. We would shove a wooden spoon through the handle. <laughs> to really hold it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was bad. And then you would say that there's chocolate pudding in there, and he'd run in there, and then you'd turn the light off and slide a spoon in. This is what happens when you're the oldest child. Uh-huh. But then I also saved him many times from Levi. From dying? Levi and I probably fought the most. If it was going to be a brawl, it Levi, was you too. It was Levi okay. and I. But what about you? Yeah, my kids... They fight. Yeah. They'll go from one extreme to the other. So they'll be laughing and running and playing and having a great time. And then all of a sudden, Arrow's bleeding or mm-hmm. Arrow's screaming or August is screaming. And yeah. What happened? He punched me, Ira. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's calm down a little bit. Let's take a breath. And I think if there would be more fighting, wrestling, and punching if I had two boys. Yeah. I only have one boy. So I feel like that's the uh, missing element uh-huh. is. Uh, uh, we have more whining, um, lots of running to try and tell me their version mm-hmm. um, while they're holding the other person that's crying. Like, I already said sorry, yeah, but I just want you to hear what I have to say first, Judge. Yeah. Um, but that was when they're younger. I, I ha- we did have a situation not too long ago, but most of the time it's pretty chill. The other day, I just remembered my older son... August, Arrow, the younger one, was on the chair, like a recliner chair that we have, mm-hmm. and August grabs his legs and pulls him off, and Arrow falls and smacks his head. Yeah. And that's scary. Like, I remember that as a kid when someone's pulling you off and you can't, can't yep. stop it, and your head hits the ground. Oh, my goodness. Arrow was hurting so bad. Mm. August was like, what? Like, son, you you dropped him on his head. Yeah. On the back of his head, he's really hurting. You really hurt him when you did that. I think I did a, a pretty good job of staying calm 
but also making him very aware, like, son, you can really hurt him mm-hmm. here. This is not, you could really hurt him even more yeah. because it's the back of his head and you're dropping him on the ground. It's hard. I, I think for me it's hard when another child hurts the other child to not get emotionally charged at the instinct of someone hurt my kid. Yeah. Because there's this injustice that arises that I feel that I need to protect, which want, yeah. I have to rep- protect the one that's hurting, which I want to punish the one that did it. But I have to stay connected to both of them yeah. and help them navigate it so that their relationship gets restored and my relationship gets restored, but the priority right now is this. Yeah. And it's really hard to not step in and make the priority me mm-hmm. because of what's going on inside. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of parents um, get stuck is they let their emotions jump in and they try and manage it in that in that state, which doesn't usually work out well. Yes. Because of our own anxiety of scared. Yes. And mad. Yeah. Much. Scared and mad. Scared and mad. That we, you hurt my child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a situation happen not very long ago, which was shocking because I haven't had a physical altercation with my kids in, in a while. In a while. Um, but Addie, who is the middle, but she's the smallest out of everyone in the family. She's lighter by about five or 10 pounds than her brother, who is just dense as all get out yes. and does Taekwondo. So he's just building his muscle and Addie's just tiny. Um, they were on the couch watching a movie or something like that. And he took a drink of her water. Harmless. Yeah. Um, and she pushed his head really hard and he tries to get up to get away from her. Cause he's thinking she's not being very nice. And she totally side kicks him from the couch into his, like rib cage area. Which I'm surprised because he's the one that does I know. taekwondo. Like he's gonna have to she's gonna have to learn. Maybe yeah. that's not the best one to pick a fight with. I know I was joking. I said he, either next time he's probably gonna block her or kick her back and yeah. then 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 they're both in trouble. Then they're both in trouble. Yeah. And they're both hurting. Yeah. So what the dynamic looks like in my house when those things happen is Lincoln was obviously in a lot of pain, did not feel good. Um Delaney mirrors a lot of me that protective instinct that wants to go in and wants to punish she's i've gotten really good with her on feedback and she's done a really good job of not hurting her sister or or trying to attack her or anything like that but really trying to manage the situation which is great love that she's growing there um but adeline is walking lincoln up the stairs and he is crying really hard and adeline says, I'm taking care of it, Lainey. I don't need your input or judgment. Uh-huh. I mean, oh, I, my gosh. This is what I walk out to. And Lainey's yelling from downstairs. Addie's yelling at her downstairs. Lincoln's crying. And I'm like, what's happening? So I look at her, both of them. I say, okay, let me talk to your brother first. And I pull him into the bedroom, and I comfort him, and we calms down. And we go through the situation that happened. And, you know, did she say not to? Did you violate her? space and what do you think she needs and all these different things i'm talking to him about him yeah and that's step one is i i want him to own whatever is his to own in that situation yeah because that makes him more aware of the impact he had on his sister even though he's he's the victim of physically getting hurt yeah and what she did wasn't right right and as a response yeah but but you had a part in this he had a part there's always takes two to dangle yes 
<laughs> and so he, you know, we walk away and I said, okay, well, let's get ready for bed. I love you. Whatever. And then Adeline comes in. And normally Adeline is very in tune and sensitive and willing to adjust. Um, and even this physical thing, I, I was a little shocked at. So I said, hey, what happened? She goes, well, I, I kicked him. I said, well, yes, sorry. I, I know what happened, but what's the problem? Yeah. And she said, he got hurt. And so she's, she's got some like, attitude. Her walls are up, too. She, she is not going to talk. I, I'm trying to manage my emotions in this because I want to lecture her. I want to go into and tell her all the things she did wrong. I want her to hear my anger. I want her to hear and experience my pain because I, that's what my instinct's telling me to do. But I'm realizing I'm not going to have any access in with what I've got going yeah. on. So I've got to manage myself and I've got to ask good questions because I'm looking for an owner of the problem. Mm -hmm. So I say, so what's the problem? She goes, I, he got hurt. I don't know. And she kind of starts laughing at her response, which again, very out of character for her. Yeah. And I just kind of like, okay, well, doesn't sound like you have a problem you want to fix and it's bedtime. So go ahead and get ready and I'll be in and say goodnight. And, and that was the exchange was quiet. Yeah. Calm. We'll um, put this off till yeah. a little bit later. So I say goodnight to everybody. Well, by the time I get back to her room, she's wailing. She's a loud crier. She likes us to know when she's upset. Uh -huh. Um, and I go in and I say goodnight. She doesn't want to talk to me, cold shoulder. I'm like, okay, well, I love you, honey, and we can talk about it in the morning. And um, so actually the next day I wasn't able to finish the process because I had to go do some filming for the Kylo show. And I tell Ben what happened, and I said, this is where I left off. And he said, okay, which he's great at this. Yeah. So he picks. Passing it off to him. He, and this is what I, I love, the beauty of us being in tune is I pass it to him. And so he has a conversation with her. What's the problem? And she goes, I, I hurt my brother. He goes, well, that's what happened. But what is the problem, Adeline? And she said, I got angry and I gave my per myself permission to hurt my brother. Wow. And he goes, and why did you do that? She says, I don't know. And he goes, I think you need to figure that piece out. Because I don't know how you're going to protect him if you don't know why you gave yourself permission. Yeah. So, again, we're talking great questions at this person looking for an owner. And before they had gone to bed, Lincoln had come in and said sorry for drinking his water, her water without asking. And she said sorry for hitting him. Um, but the next morning, Ben was able to talk through with all of this and for her to identify, she gave herself permission. She didn't know why she, but she said, I felt powerless when he took just my took drink. my water. Yeah. And I was really angry. So we just talked through different things she might need. Um, and we talked, he, Ben, talked through this with her and Lincoln. And I, that's the thing is, it, I didn't, we didn't make it about us. Yeah. We made it about them enough to figure out. What is it that they're needing from each other? Because there's there's been a couple interactions where Adeline is feeling powerless around Lincoln. Yeah. Or violated in some way. And enough to where she thought physically, I'm going to retaliate. Yeah. And, and that's one of the big things I think paying attention to pushing your kids back towards each other and not letting your emotions 
get thrown into how you navigate and not being overwhelmed that you can't ask good questions. Yeah. Because that's going to help you find an owner, and that is what you well, want Well, sometimes to that's what we get all emotional, and we want to fix it real fast, and whatever, we're like, go to your rooms or separate them, and mm-hmm. the problem never actually gets solved. We, we manage the symptoms, mm-hmm. but we don't actually f- ask questions and figure out what's really going on under there. Because it's work. Yeah, it's work and it takes time. It takes time and it's work. Mm-hmm. Talking about rushing, we don't want to do that. Yep, we don't want to do that. Um, we have, and I was in a coaching call with a family and they were asking about this because they had one daughter who um, does not like her siblings to go in and touch her stuff or take her stuff or be in her room. So she shuts the door. You know, they said, hey, you know, you can shut your door. You don't have to let them come in your room. Just shut your door. But then the little girl was going downstairs, and the whole time she's downstairs, she's, like, looking up, checking. Are they going in my room? Are they da-da-da? So we were just talking about some of this, like, oh, your girl is trying to set boundaries with her siblings, but... They keep violating them, and so even though she sets a boundary, she's still really, really afraid. Mm-hmm. And so I started talking about how in our house, it has turned so beautiful. I, I am, I love what's happening. But, but back in the day, mm-hmm. my two boys would just go into their sister's room, open the door, go in, take stuff, move stuff. That's frustrating. And then Brooklyn would come home, like, and so she was leaving the house. When she would leave the house, she'd literally study. To see where everything was. And make an assessment. Make an assessment so she could come back in and go, my Bible has been moved one inch. Someone touched my Bible. Mm-hmm. Someone touched. And I was like. A lot of anxiety to be careful. A lot of anxiety. Yeah. But that's what this other girl was doing in the coaching call. Was like She's got so much anxiety because even though she shuts her door, this stuff is still happening. The siblings are still violating my personal space, mm-hmm. overstepping their bounds, all this stuff. And so, but with Brooklyn, what I did was I, I said, hey, because she'd come to me and go, Dad, they took my stuff again. Ah, she's so mad. She's ready to fight. She's ready to yeah. kick somebody in the side. And and doesn't work out. And I said, hey, it sounds like you're having trouble doing this. Do you need me to cover you in this? And mm-hmm. she goes, I don't know what you mean, cover me. I said, well, I can step in and, and present some consequences to them if they keep doing this. And, and I will bring it. Instead of you having consequences mm-hmm. for them for coming into your room, now I can bring consequences to them. Mm-hmm. And I'll cover you in this. I'll sort of help you in this area so you're not doing it on your own. She's like, yes, I want that. So I went to the boys and I said, they're very motivated by money, both of them. They mm-hmm. love money. I mean, yeah, they don't love money like in the love of money. Yeah. But they enjoy having money and they, they like Every it. Every kid likes to go to the dollar store. Exactly. And so... They have some money, both of them, even even Arrow at five. He's got some money from doing some things. And so I go to them and I said, so, boys, here's what, here's what I think should happen is if you go into her room and take her stuff, you're going to have to pay her money, like $5. And they're like, what? what? <laughs> I said, yeah, you know. And, and I also bring it into – I like to try to work in the golden rule in some of this. So I go – let me ask you this. Do you want your sister to come in and start moving your stuff and taking your stuff? No, I don't yeah. want How would you feel if she did that? Mad and like sad and yeah. like, yeah, I know. And so you don't want her to do that to you, but then you go do the very thing that you don't want her to do to you just to help them kind of see like you're doing what you wouldn't want anyone right. to do to you. 
And if you do that, it's fine, but I'm going to charge you money and you're going to get to pay her. And so she's going, this is great, Dad. Come on in, guys. Come on in. I'll take 10 bucks every time you come in here. (laughs) Because they don't come in one, they come in pairs. Exactly. They come in pairs. And so, you know, I covered her. We set this boundary. We helped her. But, But now, like I've literally watched this over and over. They will walk up to the door peek in and say, Brooklyn, can we come in? Because I've told them, you have to ask permission. You can't just go violate her boundaries. You can't just go in there. You need to actually ask permission. And if she says, no, you have to back off and and leave. Like, this is just how this goes. And so they'll walk up to the door, peek in, Brooklyn, can we come in? And she'll go, no. And she's not like mad. She's not angry. She's like, no, don't you dare come in here. She's no longer anxious. The boundary is so not, strong. She doesn't have to protect, she doesn't have to protect it yeah. because she knows there's there's boundaries there and there's consequences mm-hmm. there. And so she'll go, no, not right now. And they'll go, okay, and walk off. And that's I awesome. so I, when I was talking with this this family that's having the same trouble with their daughter, like setting the boundary but still being anxious, staring, mm-hmm. are they opening my door? Are they going in my room? Are they touching my stuff? All this anxiety. I said, I said. I want in my family, and this is what I've seen with Brooklyn, is to have those invisible boundaries. Mm. Like you can shut the door and have the physical boundary, but there's invisible boundaries that are like, I'm not going to violate this. Or she feels confident to go, they're not going to violate this mm-hmm. or they're going to have to pay. Mm-hmm. And so I now there's almost like this atmosphere almost yep, of yep. you respect other people's property, you respect other people's wishes, you respect other people's requests, and you don't overstep those bounds and you you back up. But it created this whole beautiful, peaceful interaction where I'm like, wow, this was siblings, full on, ready to fight, ready fight to club. hit, yeah. fight club. They're They're ready to go into fight club and now they're not. Mm-hmm. Now they literally stand outside and ask permission and back off if... Mm-hmm. She says no, and she's not freaking out because she knows it's actually going to work. Yeah. That So with this family in particular, I was like, you want to get your daughter to the place where she has those invisible boundaries? Mm-hmm. I think the actual example I gave her, I said, my friend Brittany, when we speak at a conference or we do something, people will line up to talk to me, and sometimes it's people who are like, they want to throw every question they have right now and try to take a half an hour and we have to go to lunch. And I'm like, Brittany doesn't have these lines. And so it's not that Brittany's not approachable, but it's like she has these invisible boundaries around her that people know she's not going to let me talk to her for a half an hour. And I'm over here like they're just going to come try to talk to me and pull a half an hour out of my life. And I said, my friend Brittany's had to come rescue me a few times. Like, hey, I'm sorry. We need to go to lunch. And but I was like, that's the stuff I want for my kids where there's this invisible respect, mm-hmm. invisible boundaries. Like, hey, I don't drink your water because mm-hmm. I'm thirsty. I realize that's yours. You have these. And then you're not getting mad and kicking mm-hmm. because you're confident in your boundaries. You've set boundaries. You're confident in them. So you don't have to yell and scream or kick. Yeah. And they're not going to violate them because you've put these in place. Coffee Kids and Crazy is produced by Loving on Purpose, a nonprofit Christian ministry full of family pastors with a mandate to help create whole, healthy families around the world. If you're looking for kingdom trainings and tools to develop yourself and your relationships, visit LovingOnPurpose.com today.
Well, I think about also the couple times we've had questions together and I'll set a boundary from the stage. Oh, yes. Um, and that's probably part of this invisible boundary is I, I won't engage in a disrespect battle. Yeah. And when it starts going that direction and someone wants to argue from the Q&A session. Right. They have a mic and you have a mic and they're, they're arguing with and you. And you've been there with that. I've watched it. I don't know why they... It usually is me, but I don't engage in a disrespect battle, and so I I won't participate. Um, and I that's what I think happened with even Brooklyn is she got free from feeling like she had to have a disrespect exchange in protecting herself yep. because it you know there's this she has to no, disrespect no, you know, them yeah. in order to keep them to from keep, disrespecting her. Exactly. Yep. And so you create a culture of respect in your home by modeling it. And by, you know, covering her and giving her an illustration of what covering means and looks like and application and then the fruit, Mm -hmm. there's a new level of respect for that she has towards her brothers and that her brothers have towards her and probably other people's property. So you just increase the awareness of and respect grew in your home. And that's a lot of a lot of questions I personally get for siblings is their permission and the the culture of the home of disrespect yeah. towards each other yeah from name calling to just break out brawls to violating boundaries with their bedrooms or their staff their personal items there's somehow a permission that's been granted i don't know that it's um necessary ever said you have permission to do this right but it is a lot of how we respond and how we're reacting to the situation yep. that communicates that this disrespect is still allowed and yep. part of our culture. Um, it's And I th- think that has to do with our ability to navigate our own emotions when we go to the situation with our kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking in the context of Addie and Lincoln and the mm-hmm. kick. It's like if you got emotionally engaged in there and you're like, now you're disrespecting Addie for kicking him, but then you're also disrespecting Lincoln for drinking her water. And now you've contributed to the disrespect. You just yeah. strengthened that culture of disrespect. Yeah. So you didn't actually solve anything because he's like, I'm, I can still disrespect you. And she's going, well, I can still kick you and disrespect you. And you're going, well, I can still yell at you again and disrespect you. And we've actually strengthened and encouraged and empowered even more the very thing we don't want. Yeah when we don't actually step into this in a good way. I had a a client and she was telling me about how uh, her daughter doesn't ever say please or thank you for anything. And her daughter's eight or something like that. And she says, it's so annoying that she won't be thankful. She won't engage in this. And and they were having behavioral stuff as well with their daughter and, um, just kind of eruptions of emotions and different things. And and I was listening, and um, I had been meeting with this gal for a little while, and I said, can I ask you a question? She goes, yeah. She had The funny part, she was recording this for her husband, and I said, how well do you say please and thank yes. you? Almost every time. And, and she stops, and she thinks, and she starts laughing. And she goes, oh, my husband's really going to love this. Uh-huh. I said, so what's your answer? She goes, I'm horrible at it. I said, okay. And and how respectful are you in the exchanges when your daughter has an outburst of anger or disrespect or something? 
How, how do you mirror that? She's like, well, I try to do a good job. She goes, well, how do you feel inside? What's your emotional state? She goes, I'm usually really exhausted and done because yeah. it's been happening so much. I said, so let's say most likely you're not able to meet that in the best way. Yeah. And she goes, yeah. I said, we don't realize, but our children are mirroring us way more than, than we, we want to pay attention to. Yeah. The culture, the things that manifest, the things that take root, the things that flourish are almost 100% of the time an example of what we are doing yeah. ourselves. Because yeah. you are the leaders. Yeah. You are the ones that are on display and they mirror us. So technology, mm-hmm. TV consumption, or all of know, it, language, yeah. uh, engagement. Yeah, you never know what words actually you use until you hear them come out of your kid's mouth. Like, where'd you learn that? Oh, that was me. Yeah. I taught you. Mm-hmm. I remember Lincoln started saying, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> oh, man. It, I think he picked it up. Actually. Arrow did the same thing. And like two years later, what the heck? <laughs> what like, the heck? And how he was saying it, we Ben's dad was staying with us for like, we, or they were with that, or we were with them for a month, and he says this inflection, "What the heck?" Like that's just uh-huh. his. He's always said it, but Lincoln picks it up because we were with them for a month, and I was laughing so hard because he kept it forever. And I say, "What the heck?" I, I won't deny that, but he picked up his like inflection of it. Yep. But it just shows you, our kids are like sponges. So if your siblings are are fighting, yeah, and and disrespect is not diminishing, and with you staying connected and using the tools, mm-hmm. then your approach probably needs some adjustment. Yeah, and you need to be paying attention to what is your emotional state when you're leaning in to navigate and push them back to it. Yeah, um, that or the the consequences they're not believing. So there's yeah. usually some loose ends that are going on, yeah. and those are the two that I find most common yeah. when people are talking about siblings. Yeah, fighting. one way I like to say that is we're, us- we're teaching far more to our children mm-hmm. when we don't know we're teaching them mm-hmm. because that's it. Like, She doesn't say please and thank you. Do you? No, I don't. Okay, yeah. well, you've been teaching her this without realizing you're trying to teach her, say please and thank you. But what you're really teaching her is not to say it yeah. by how you're living, not by what you're saying. Yeah. I had one more quick example. Years ago, my daughter had started telling her younger brother, I I don't want a brother. I want a sister. I wish you were a sister. I didn't mm. want I didn't want a brother. And I didn't it only happened a couple of times. It mm. wasn't like it was all the time. And I had kind of talked to her. Like, hey, yeah. this, I know you wanted a sister. I know you really want a sister still at some point, but that's not, I don't, we don't yeah. want to talk like that. We're, There's no takesy backsies in yeah, your own uh, yeah. family members. But so she had done this a couple of times, but one night I go into August's room and he's crying. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, buddy, what's happening? And he's like, Brooklyn says that she doesn't want me, that mm-hmm. I, she doesn't want a brother. And he's just losing it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, buddy. So I comfort him, I snuggle him. And I go in to her room, and I'm talking with her, and I said, hey, your brother's crying. He's really hurting. She's like, why is he hurting? She's just curious. Like, she has no idea. Why is he hurting? I said, because you told him you don't want him, mm-hmm. and he's really sad, and your words are now affecting his heart. And when I said it, I started to cry. 
I didn't mean to. It wasn't on purpose. Yeah. I start to cry. You're realizing the power of what I'm realizing the power of what's happening. And and all of a sudden I realize she can see the pain she's causing me. And mm -hmm. I'm realizing this hurts me too. So I go, babe, this hurts me. I'm sad. I'm hurting because that's my son. And I would never, ever want anyone to say that to you. Mm -hmm. And I would protect you if someone said that to you. I would never want anyone to do this. And I, she sees me cry. And she... I didn't even have to tell her anything after this. I hugged her. I loved her. I tucked her in bed. She's never said it again mm -hmm. in her whole entire life. But the way I handled it was to allow – it was all connection. Yeah. It was not – it was emotional, but it wasn't anger emotional. It wasn't mm – -hmm. it was I'm going to open up my heart. I didn't even mean to. It just yeah. happened. My heart opened, and she yeah. saw what was really going on, how her, what her behavior towards her sibling was affecting me and the entire family. And she saw the pain it was causing, and she adjusted very quickly. Yeah. And now they've never – I mean, it's years, and yeah. she's never said this again. It is um, – the the piece of culture, I can't stop talking about it. it it's such it – needs to be such a priority of investment and awareness because that's how you change what's going on in your home. That's how you plant seeds when they're younger and it, it grows fruit when they're older. I mean, I'm watching the girls – just a couple nights ago, have this conversation, which I'm laughing at Delaney's maturity and growing and being able to articulate things. Adelie, Adeline is still learning how to uh, adjust and and be present without you know hiding because yep. she's emotional. She doesn't like it when she's emotional in front of people. Um, but Adeline's trying to tell Delaney that she's scared about something and that she needs something from her sister. And Delaney's trying to figure out how to help her, but Alan's not able to give her her need because she doesn't yeah, know or this. doesn't want know how to get it out. But they're, they're having this conversation in front of us, um, which we're giving feedback like, okay, calm down. I don't think it, no one needs to get upset. And I know you feel hurt, but listen to what she's trying to say. And so they're, we're watching them have this exchange like adults. Yeah, I understand you're scared. What do you need? I don't know what I need. I, just need. I, I trust you, but I don't trust them. And, yeah. Okay. Well, do the you language need... they were using when oh. you were telling me the story, I'm like, wow, they sound like really emotionally intelligent adults saying, yeah. I know you feel scared. Can you tell me what you need? Like yes. that. There was attitude in it for okay. sure. Okay. There was emotional attitude, you know, because they're 16 and 12. Yeah. I, I will take, I will take the, all the growth that we've got. But, you know, we got to. I'm sorry I'm scaring you. Do you want to know what my boundary is here? Will that help you feel safe? And Adeline says, yes, I don't know what it is, but I just don't like what I'm seeing because yeah. it doesn't feel right or okay. And and Delaney gets to invite her into her process or into I'm, I'm receiving feedback from my sibling yeah. and having value for it because I value this family community, and I'm willing to make adjustments when so I that know. you feel safe because I'm protecting us. Yes. Yeah. And and so, again, planting seeds in your culture back here and and just nurturing them so we've got great fruit. Great fruit. And uh, uh, and kids that are willing to work and engage with each other. And So siblings are, you, you love them, you hate them. I don't know. You, you're with them forever. Yes. So I think uh -huh. you should pick loving them because they're not going yep, anywhere. Figure this out now. And I, I would push parents back in the game over and over again. Keep putting them towards each other. 
take your emotions out of it as much as you can. There are moments when you're connected that I totally yeah. believe in bringing that when it happens, but never for manipulation. No. It's it's completely based off of our, our culture and staying connected. Yes. Um, but really paying attention to what are you teaching? Are you bringing disrespect in? All those things um, I love, I think are really helpful for our families with siblings. So. Yes. So we can have not a fight club in our house. No fight we don't want fight clubs in no, our house. We don't want fight clubs. We want love club. We do. The Peace love club. club. The love club. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All yeah. right. Well, we believe in you and you've got this. So we'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode of the Coffee Kids and Crazy Podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. That's it for this episode. We'll see you next time.